0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Studio Day Hefry. A couple of cowboy things to talk about today. My buddy Jesse Holly can't get away at the moment, so official Panthers preview can't happen right this second. But I can hang out in Studio Day Heffrey to talk about a couple of topics rattling around in my cowboy world at the moment, including. Micah Parsons and his frustrations, Tony Pollard, and Rico Dattle, Sean Evans, Carl Davis. They signed a new guy. They signed Carl Davis, defensive tackle. There's a few things we can kick around. I asked people for questions on the Twitter yesterday, and so we can pull some of those. First thing I want to talk about is crisis averted with Micah Parsons. Yes, not yesterday. Last week, what was that? That wasn't last week. That was this week, Monday. When Jesse, Holly, and I were talking about the Cowboy game and he was talking about Micah Parsons and I was like, I'm just not going to worry about it. And then the next day you get the Dan Quinn article about Micah Parsons' frustrations. Excuse me. We just need it. Sometimes what you need to realize is that um, a lot of people who play pro sports are super young. I'm an old man now. Now that I'm an old man, I have gained uh, mass amounts of wisdom. I make nothing but great decisions. I'm always in control of my emotions and thoughts, and I never misspeak, ever. Uh, But Parsons wasn't real happy because he had zero tackles and zero sacks, and we had to hear from Dan Quinn about how, yeah, that's natural. You know, a guy who's used to destroying the game, if he's not feeling like he's having an impact on the game, he's going to be upset. So I was like, oh, we got this whole thing going on. And what tends to happen with people who are super good – and young as you feel a certain way. And so now I'm going to go uh, full Carissa Thompson here and I'll just put words in Micah Parsons mouth. So yeah, if your team is beating the hell out of the other team and everybody else gets a sack and you don't get a sack and you don't get to tackle anybody, and you don't get to do those things. As a guy who is, I believe now, in two years in the NFL, a two-time second-place Defensive Player of the Year candidate, you're feeling in that moment like you didn't help because you didn't get to make anybody fall on the ground. And it's not true, obviously. But I just think when you're super young and you're used to just destroying everyone, which don't get me wrong, Micah Parsons did destroy In the game against the Giants, if a team decides that they're going to dedicate so much to making sure that you can't break them, that everyone else gets to break them, well, they did that because of you. You're still the man. But it's hard to feel that way in the moment because you didn't get to sack the quarterback. And I think Micah is also, uh, Micah, Micah Parsons is super online. Super online. You know, for an NFL player that caliber of player to always know what the talking heads who don't be negative, Jeff, don't be negative. They suck. Like the talking sport heads on TV that like their goal is for Micah Parsons to respond to them or Dak Prescott to respond to them or whatever player they talk about to respond to them. That's their goal. All the TV shows that aren't analyzing football, they are, they're actors providing entertainment. That's what they're doing. It's designed to get a reaction from you that makes you continue to watch and consume. That's not good for a player to be watching. I mean, he's an adult. He can do what he wants. I'm not telling him not to watch TV. You can watch whatever you want and you can respond to whoever you want on social media. You're an adult. You can do that. Um, but I do think that he is super duper online. And so... If there are conversations about who did what in the NFL and the defensive player of the year, and oh, what a year Miles Garrett is having, or anything like that, like he sees it, he hears it, he knows it because he's a super online dude. And so, yeah, Micah Parsons frustrated by not destroying the New York Giants while the Cowboys did, and his teammates got some shine. But today, we get the quotes from, I would assume, yesterday via Calvin Watkins that it's clear. That as you get further away from a game and you realize the context of everything that happened, it's like, okay, my bad, overreaction. Uh, Parsons said, I always say I got next week. People like, I'm dead today and gone tomorrow. I get a great opportunity. I think that was one of three games where I didn't have a sack. I think the production's there. My presence is felt. It's getting to the point where these QBs are taking one read and running outside of the pocket, scared for their lives. So I don't think it's anything about production-wise. I just think we're just doing a phenomenal job it went so fast when you're playing more off the ball and there's a lot of three and outs. And then you're going from D line to off ball, D line to off ball. Sometimes there's not really a lot of snaps out there because when we get pulled late in the third quarter, there's really, there's not really a lot out there to get, you know, that sounds like, it sounds like a young guy who right after the game's like, dang it, I didn't get any sacks. And then a day or two later, like the coach talked to him. He's like, right, but you were awesome. And he's like, damn, I was awesome. Huh? And so we're fine crisis averted and depending on what the Panthers want to do this week, there's a pretty good chance that this is a big Michael Parsons game. Cause the interior of that offensive line for Carolina is pfft, it ain't good. I bet you, you're going to see a lot of Michael. Par- and here's the thing. He could beat anybody on that O line. Ikki Quanu is their uh, left tackle, right tackle. Damn it, Jeff. Yeah. You know, Jeff be ready. What's his name? He's not a bad player. It is, oh yeah, Taylor Moten. Uh, And he's fine too. Like Their tackles are okay. But the Cowboys do a really good job of trying to go hunt matchups for Micah Parsons. They know that you're our best. If we can get an opportunity to put you on a bad offensive lineman, we're going to do it. And this week, that means, watch. You'll have some Micah Parsons walking around in the middle of the field and then deciding which one of the not real good NFL players he's going to be attacking in the middle of that offensive line as a rusher. And they're going to try to get him to where he can be happy. We want Micah to be happy. So that's Micah Parsons stuff. Other thing that's top of mind today is Tony Pollard and Rico Dowdle, where Mike McCarthy mentioned it yesterday that they think Rico's been great. And if they could get him more carries, great. But also added, of course, that they're very happy getting the ball to Tony Pollard as much as they can and giving him the workload. And uh, I want more Rico. That's what I want. You guys see Mark Andrews get hurt last night on the hip pull-down tackle. Same thing that happened to Tony Pollard, snapping people's ankles. Uh, I just don't think Tony's the same guy. And I know, I know, I know what happens. There's going to be people in the comments. Told you it was just because of Zeke. Tony doesn't look like the same bursty dude on snap one that he looked like a year ago. And maybe it'll come around and it's coming around and it's just a standard Cowboys thing where they just pretend that everybody's going to be exactly who they were as soon as they're cleared and Pollard's not there yet. But the dude that I see with the burst is Rico Dowdle. And I think you owe it to yourself much like I wanted for three years with Pollard being the guy who didn't get enough touches while Zeke did. I think you owe it to yourself to move that slider from, okay, if Pollard gets 75% of the carries, what are their numbers? I don't have them in front of me, but it's something like that. 75% of the carries and the guy behind him gets more than a half yard more per carry. Move the slider. What happens at 60, 40? Is it still true? Cause if it's still true, what happens at 50, 50? Is the other guy still getting more move the slider? It's just common sense, but money plays in things play in. And even like, there's so many different things that people think are the reason that stuff like this happens that just aren't true. And even if they were, it doesn't matter. Like, let's say in theory, because this is a theory that I used to have to hear all the time from people about Zeke and Tony Pollard. Well, once Zeke's not in the game, they don't commit as many people to stopping the run. That's why he runs better. It was never true, but even if it were, I don't care. Put in the guy that's going to get me better results. I don't care whose name it is or whatever. Although I guess if it were true, I would want the other guy in and I would not want to hand it to him. Because if you're going to give me a better chance to throw with a different runner on the field, I'll leave that runner in and never hand it to him. But I would like to see the slider move. Give me 60 40. Let me see 12 to 15 carries for Pollard, 8 to 10, 8 to 12 for Rico, if there's that many run plays. That's what I want to see. I believe in what Tony Romo believed in meritocracy. If I'm performing better than the guy in front of me, give me some mo. Give me some mo. And it'll be worth tracking this week, wide receiver wise, what it looks like. Jalen Tolbert started last week. And Jalen Brooks got wide receiver snaps in the first half, catches in the first half. So they're playing some games out there to figure out what they've got and who they like and what looks they like and what they want to do. And it's fun. We like it. Uh, anything else that I would want to do here? I think I want to wait for Jesse because it's more of pre game stuff, talking about the Panthers and talking about the idea of the trap game. I was just on radio in Carolina. And um, they don't think it's a trap game. They don't. They're terrified. They just want the season to end. I think the Cowboys are going to break them, which they probably will. But anyway, I was just sitting here ready to do content, and so I decided to do some content. There you go. So my co- oh, Carl Davis. Hold on. Wait a second. Cowboys signed Carl Davis. Who is he? He's a one-technique defensive tackle out of the University of Iowa. I believe is was the 2015 draft where he was a third-round pick, and he was one of my guys, which goes to show you this is hard. Predicting the future is hard because, I mean, he was just practice squadding around and then available to be signed. So who is Carl Davis? He's a big boy. He'll be a guy that if something were to happen to um, Jonathan Hankins or Mozzie Smith, that you would have another NFL dude on the roster that could step in there. There's a one technique, nose tackle, D tackle. But he was available. And when a guy is available in November of a football season, Don't set too many expectations. That's a Martavis Bryant signing. Um, But if somebody got hurt, or if they were just thoroughly disappointed with someone's performance, which I actually think Mozzie's been better lately than he was early, which is probably to be expected. But yeah, you got a new guy. Depth. Same as Martavis Bryant. Depth. All right. Everybody have a good day. Remember that I love you. Be cool to everybody. You don't know what people are going through, okay? I love you. Listen to 97.1 The Freak in DFW. iHeartRadio Radio app if you're outside the listening area, 2 to 6 p.m. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.